Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. And welcome to another episode of Tony's Top Tips. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the content so far and I will keep giving you my secrets. Um, So today, what I wanted to discuss with you all was capital appreciation versus cash flow or the balance of the two. So it's unbelievable the amount of investors who approach us, one as an agency or two as as a sourcing company or a training company. And actually, you know, they come to us, they are a right move lead, they're interested in the cheapest buy to let that we've got on the market. Uh, could be a 30, 40,000 pound house for net yield of something like 10%. Um, but when we dig a little bit deeper and we actually chat to the client and we get to know what their actual thoughts are on why they're investing, it's the complete wrong thing for them to buy. Um, so I think people need to know more about this. So I, I'm going to take you down that road and explain a little bit more detail what capital versus cash flow means for me and my portfolio, how you can think about it in terms of how it meets your strategy for investing. And let's go from there. So there's two ways, obviously, that you typically make money with property. So the first one is capital appreciation. Now, what I mean by capital appreciation is the increase of the property's price over time. Now, you know, lots of our parents bought properties for 10, 15, 20,000 pound. Back in the day, they think they're really shrewd property investors, but the reality of it is they didn't make a good buy. They were literally just lucky because the property price has increased substantially over time. Now, in my area at the moment, so Savills have just released a report, I think it was back in July, so it was following COVID, and they revised their target for capital appreciation in my area to 19.9% in the next four years. So no matter what you buy, if Savills are correct, your property should be worth roughly 20% more in four years' time. Now that sounds good to me if you buy a house for £100,000, if being worth 120 in four years' time. So the second part of property investing is you tend to make cash flow or a, a net gain. So your rent minus your mortgage and any other expenses. So some people invest for purely cash flow or purely for the rental income. And others don't need the rental income and it's purely about having a property that's appreciated in tight over time. So look at things like your pension. A lot of people put 20, 30, 40, 50 pound a month away. And because they invest over a long period of time, that appreciates and by the time it comes to mature at 65, it's worth substantially more. So The same sort of thing happens when you invest for capital appreciation for a property. You buy the best possible property that you can afford in the best possible area. You know, historically looking at the data, that property at some point in the future, as long as you keep a hold of it, should be worth more than what you pay for it. Now, it might be that your rent that comes in only pays the mortgage on that property and any other expenses, such as agents, um, insurance, you know, general repairs. But all in all, you've probably made a good investment if you keep a hold of it. Now, the opposite side of the coin is you might buy a property that's not in the greatest of areas, but it has a really, really good yield and the cash flow from that property makes it a good investment. 
So in terms of capital, most people who invest purely for capital appreciation are people who don't need the money and it's purely for, they want to buy an asset for 20, 30 years time. The people who buy for cash flow are typically people who need an income, in my experience, in the next six to 12 months. Clients sometimes come to us and say, I've got a cash pot of, let's say, £200,000 and I need to use that to replace my income that could be 50, 60,000 pounds a year. Now, in order to do that, we have to invest in properties that produce a cash flow or a rental income. And, you know, we'll split the money across different deposits. We'll maybe use buy, refurb, refinance to make sure that money goes further. Or we'll look at things like HMOs or commercial investments for that client. So on one side, you can invest for the long term, which is your capital appreciation. On the other side, you can invest for an income or a cash flow asset right now. But what people don't understand is you can also get the balance of the, the two as well. You can buy in a decent area where you get the benefit of cash flow, but where, you know, over time you should get an increase in capital values as well. So for my personal portfolio, so I've got a bit, a bit of a plan. So my thoughts are I'm looking to be as highly leveraged as possible at the moment. So I think we're up around about 70% at the moment before our remortgages land on the ones we're doing at the moment. Um, so we're utilising all the capital we've got to build the portfolio to buy as many properties as possible. Now, the more properties I buy, the bigger the cash flow I'm probably going to have. And, you know, that will equate to another deposit every so many months or years or whatever it might be. So the initial early plan for me is to buy for capital and cash flow. I'm not interested in just cash flow. I'm not interested in just capital appreciation. I do believe everything I bought will be worth more at some point in the future. I'm only 33. I've got no intention to sell any of my assets unless it's worthwhile and I can reinvest that money in a, in a better project. So for me, property is a long-term game. So I'm going to benefit from the cash flow from my portfolio, but I've tried to buy in areas which I think are popular with you know, your working class people where I think prices will go up over time. So the plan for me is to hold those properties as I get older, I am going to look to reduce my loan to value. So in an ideal situation, let's say I get to 40, 45, I would like to have a portfolio that's maybe 50% loan to value. Now you might say, so why do you want the, why do you not want to be as highly leveraged? You'll still be quite young. But I think for me, it's about making sure that um I'm as risk adverse as possible when I've got a substantial portfolio. So, you know, if I've got 50% equity in the property, I'm protected against the market falling, which we know property is in cycles. What goes up must come down and vice versa. Um, but also it helps me in terms of, it helps us in terms of negating any effects of inflation or interest rate rises or, you know, bank policies changing on lending. And I think if you've got 50% loan to value, you're every bank's best friend. Whereas when you're up at 70, 75% loan to value, they want you to jump through hoops. And those hoops are getting smaller and smaller, but there's twice, three times as many of them. So my strategy is to start out using the benefit of the cash flow that I've got from the portfolio, build that up as reserves, keep reinvesting it, buying areas which I think will appreciate, and hopefully over time, that will erode the mortgage amounts that I have 
or the capital should rise while the mortgage amounts remain the same, and that should decrease my loan to value over time. So you do get a lot of people investing in the wrong sort of things for them. Um, so, you know, we recently had a gentleman interested in replacing his £3,000 a month income, and he wanted to do that within six months so he could spend time with his newborn child and wife. Uh, and he said he needed to buy 10 single-let bottom end of the market properties that were high-yielding. What he meant by high-yielding was 10 to 12% plus. Now, with the capital that he had, and when we actually sat down, we broke it down and we looked at the actual cash flow and the monthly P&L on it and, and how the money would, would come in and go out in terms of the purchases, we found that that would take him two to three years to actually acquire that portfolio that he needed to be free of his job in six months' time. Um, so that wasn't going to be the case. He wasn't going to go down that route once you know, we looked at it. Um, but there's more than one way to skin a cat, let's say. So for that particular client, he was better off splitting his money in half instead of into 10, 10 single deposits and buying two high-yielding HMOs that would cash flow more than the £3,000 monthly wage he needed. And if he didn't want to invest in two HMOs, we actually had a commercial investment that would have brought him in £40,000 net per year, and it was on a 15-year lease, so guaranteeing that money from one investment. So you need to be understanding why you're getting into property investment. You need to be understanding... Is it cash flow you're investing for? Is it capital appreciation? Is it a balance of the two? And you need to know that before you start investing, in my opinion. So one of the things that I offer is I do offer a free 15-minute consultation for anyone that's interested. Just be a general chat, bit of a fact find. Let me find out what your purpose is, why you're investing in property. And if I can offer you any advice, I will. And we'll do that free of charge. So by all means, reach out. If anybody else has any questions relating to the capital side of it or the cash flow side, then you know where to contact us. Don't feel like you're not able to contact us because I'm more than happy to take any questions you have. Feeling that, I look forward to listening to the next episode uh, and please stay tuned in. Thanks again. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.